No self-connection. We are back. Another installment of No So Network. We are brought to you here with part one of this two-part episode of Hell in a Cell. But the first part is In Your House. NXT TakeOver a Jace in your house? What are you, are you ready for In Your House or what? It's not a house I'm particularly super excited to visit, but I will be watching as always. Uh, but I, I think it'll be a good showing, but uh, it, it's going to have to surprise me, I'm I'm guessing, to uh, really make me want to buy the house, I'll say. I don't want to say that they're burning down the NXT house, but it's not at the fair market value that you know today's market is at, <laughs> or it has been. But uh, we got six matches here, Logan. Overall, before we jump into that, where are you at with NXT 2.0? In its current state, June um, 2002 or June 2022. I think they're. I mean, I think they're doing some good stuff. Um, the North American uh, title picture right now with uh, Solo Sokoa, Cameron Grimes, Carmelo Hayes, all that going on. Uh, they've put on some pretty good stuff lately. Um, pretty deadly coming in and winning the tag titles was uh, kind of shocking, but I think it's a good way to go. They're a good heel team, so. Um, them and the Creed brothers uh, are going to have a match at, on Saturday, and that should be pretty good. Um, I, the Joe Gacy stuff with Braun Breaker, while I think he's probably an okay character, I, I'm not in love with him. I think he's kind of a great value, Bray Wyatt, uh, <laughs> at this point. Um, but, um, yeah, him being the NXT title uh, contender kind of just doesn't hit with me that much for some reason. I I, I just I guess I don't get him, but I'm hoping Breaker will kind of uh, ward him off. And this will be the kind of the final final battle that they have so he can uh, move on to other things. Maybe Carmelo gets elevated or somebody in that NXT uh, uh, North American title picture can get elevated. Um the Toxic Attraction girls have kind of been muddled with kind of the lower tier girls in the uh, NXT Women's Division. I think they really need to do. Uh, I think they really need to do some work on the NXT Women's Division. I don't think there's a ton of people out there that M- Mandy can go up against. So uh, I think Wendy Chu's a good character. She's a good comedy character, but she's definitely not somebody I take seriously to defeat uh, Mandy in any way. Um, and then the whole whole. Uh, the families going against each other with uh, Tony D'Angelo and uh, uh, Delgado Del Fantasma and all, all that going on. Um, that has been pretty interesting from a character standpoint, but I'll be really interested to see how that match works out. All right, guys, that's all we have for the preview. Uh, on, to, <laughs> on to part two. <laughs> yeah, you kind of hit it. It's it's lukewarm. Obviously, some high points. Yeah. Kind of, I would say that this is like the low point for NXT 2.0. Uh, it's not necessarily bad. Um, even the war games and the stand and deliver and even their, you know, spring break in and vengeance day and new year's evil, they, those shows usually hit. It's just on paper. This, this card is strikingly like lower, lower tier. And that's really missing. It's, um, top fledged matches here. And so with all that being said, which match you most anticipating out of the six, you pretty much hit them all. Uh, Let's d- yeah, dive. yeah, yeah. I, I, I just was trying to go with what what's kind of been happening lately, but oh, um, I love it. Now we know yeah, what's yeah. up. <laughs> um, I really looking forward to the tag title match and the uh, North American title match. I think those are the two definite matches that'll probably be pretty good to it, maybe even great uh, at points. Um, like I said, the NXT title match doesn't really excite me. Um, I'm. Maybe the women's matches will surprise me, but uh, I'm not looking for much out of those either. Um, but, yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to the tag title match and the North American title match for sure. All right, let's, let's hit this tag title match. We have Pretty Deadly, Elton Prince, and Kit Wilson, two name changes, versus the Creed brothers, Brutus Creed and Julius Creed, with, flanked with Diamond Mine, Roderick Strong, Damien's, Damian Kemp, and Ivy Nile. Now, first of all, what do you think of Damian Kemp? Is that is that what's-his-face's brother? I believe it is. Yeah, 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 yeah. What's his face uh, being? Uh, oh. Abel Stevenson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Stevenson. Yeah. <laughs> I think his name is Bobby Stevenson, but yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but yeah, Damon Kemp is uh, the new member of Diamond Mind. So, pretty good uh, in the match last night with Pretty Deadly. I thought I, I really enjoyed. I, I enjoyed him in that spot. I thought he was pretty crisp. You know, he's he's an instant. I mean, he's going to be instantly drawn to this being an oh. Amateur wrestler, it's going to be second nature to him. But overall, I think he looked pretty slick in that match. And I don't know if his future is bright of his brother, but he might be on the main roster before his brother. <laughs> but um, 
I've I've loved Pretty Deadly since the UK days. It's kind of always mm-hmm. been one of my like guilty pleasures. Not even guilty. They're pretty. They're pretty good. They're you know they're shitty heels with fun characters and uh, you know it's it just something that just hits for me. You guys know me. I'm I'm a little wonky sometimes, and they just they just hit for me with their with their wonky T-shirts and their snippy attitudes. I just, I'm, I just dig them. Um, so but. Ever since coming into NXT 2.0, I've, I totally think they're fine. And I like the story that they played with the Creed Brothers, making the Creed Brothers chase this whole time. Especially while Diamond Mine takes a kind of a direction with the other turn with Stokely leaving for AEW and Roddy asking for a release. And then they're kind of Roddy's just being this like asshole leader. Ivy's confused. Kemp's brought in. And it's like, what is this shit? So Diamond Mine <laughs> is constantly changing, but it's. The focus is always on the Creed Brothers. Do you think that this time around is the time for the Creed Brothers? Or if they lose, are Roddy going to kick him out like he, he promised? Or both? I, I, really, I really think he's going to kick him out for sure. I, I, I think with Pretty Deadly just winning the tag, tag titles, I think they'll kind of hang on to him here by maybe Hook or Crook. Maybe maybe Roddy even screws him uh, or screws the Creed Brothers out of the match and uh, Pretty Deadly wins so he can kind of go on with uh, Damon being kind of his prodigy and maybe Ivy will play that little bit of, you know, conflicted. Maybe she wants to go with the Creed Brothers. Maybe she wants to stay with Roddy and Damon. But um, I, I do see Pretty Deadly taking this one um i do think i do like how they got the belts uh the gauntlet match that they had uh after msk obviously had to drop the titles with all that going on um but i like that the creed brothers went all the way through the match and then pretty deadly kind of came out at the end and uh stole it from them so um i I have like this whole little uh story with them and pretty deadly is a good team uh they were good in nxc uk um that, I mean, they, they don't blow you away with any stuff, I guess, but they're just a solid, solid team, and they're really good heels. So um, I, I, I'm excited to see how this one ends up turning out. Yeah, uh, we the Creed Brothers are coming off two excellent matches, especially the last one against the War Raiders. So the, mm-hmm. War, Raiders, the War Raiders were the latest main roster talents to dip their toes into NXT 2.0 and kind of help out down there. And they had a really kick-ass match, I want to say last week, leading up to you know, this match here. So I'm, if you haven't, if you're not familiar with the Creed brothers, go check out that war Raider match. I think I went three and three quarters on that bad boy. Really good. Really good. But anyways, um, yeah, I think, ah, I think there might be a way that the Creed brothers win and Roddy kicks them out or, and then that transitions into a feud, but it seems like pretty, they're not done with pretty deadly. And it might be the Creed brothers time, not just yet. And they might, deflect into a feud with Roddy and maybe Kempt over over the diamond mine. But um the other match you're most anticipating is the North American title. Cameron Ryan's versus Carmelo Hayes with Trick Williams. Now on Vengeance Day they had an absolute motherfucker banger for the North American title. Absolute banger on Vengeance Day. And then at stand and deliver Cam- Cameron Grimes won in that excellent ladder match also. So Cameron Grimes and Carmelo Hayes, probably two of the better wrestlers, probably two of the top wrestlers, pure wrestlers in NXT 2.0. So I have very high hopes for this match. I mean, kind of basically what you said, uh, they were two of the better parts of that ladder match that happened at Stand and Deliver, and they had a match before before that was really good. Uh, and like you said, they're two great workers, uh, probably, like you said, again, the two best. Uh, that NXT has to offer at this point. Um, I think they, I think they could definitely be main roster ready if they had something for him uh, uh, today. You know, uh, I think they could easily transition to that and do well. Um, but uh, yeah, just, just they're just two great guys. Cameron Grimes is a great baby face. Uh, Carmelo's a good, uh, you know, cocky heel uh, that he can go up against. Um, like I said, I kind of, I, I think Grimes takes this one to retains, uh, and I think Carmelo kind of elevates from here and maybe uh, goes after Braun Breaker. I know he's coming off quite a few losses, but um, I, I, I anticipate he has that superstar quality that uh, can uh, kind of elevate him to that point, uh, despite maybe a few losses back to back. Yeah, I was, I'm kind of curious how they would get there. You know, it's how, yeah. how well can they protect him to get because he's the obvious number one contender for Breaker after this. It's like, can we get him there without damaging him too much? We'll see. But this, you know, 
these are the two most anticipated shows of the night. I protect. I expect these to be the best two sh- matches of the night, and I expect Carmelo and ha- and Carmelo and Grimes to maybe be the match end of the weekend, including Hell in a Cell. So that's how I. That's how high I have hopes I have for these two. Now those are the two most anticipated. What is your least anticipated match on this six match card? Uh, probably Mandy and Wendy. Uh. Like I said, I think Wendy Chu is a good comedy character with the whole sleeping wherever she she can find a place to lay and always having the onesies on and, uh, you know, wrestling in the pajamas. But uh, I just I have a hard time taking her serious as a uh, championship (laughs) contender. Like I said, Mandy doesn't have a ton of people to go with. They kind of really need to uh, start building that women's roster. And with the breakout tournament going on right now, hopefully that'll uh, have a couple of. Uh, new contenders emerge, but um, yeah, that that this is one that I'm just not super excited about. Yeah, it's kind of like we'll get to it when we get to Gacy, but it's like these the I like Chew, I don't mind Gacy, but it seems like the, those two people are like their pet projects that are that are just throwing shit at the wall, and now they're challenging for the top two titles. Kind of why this card doesn't ha- really have the sex appeal in depth. You know, real, really, if you think about it. But overall, yeah, this this match could be okay. Chu's an actually pretty good wrestler. Her character is fun, but it's it's like twenty four seven division fun on main roster. So, you know, it, it, we'll see. Maybe she maybe she dethrones Mandy and she like her character wakes up. I don't know, or it evolves some way. But, <laughs> but I don't know. It's not really the. I don't really think it's time for Mandy to drop the belt. But while we're talking the women, what do you think of Toxic Attraction versus Katana Chance and Caden Carter for the NXT Women's Tag Team Titles? Uh, I definitely think this could be a good match because I think Katana and or K- Casey Catanzaro, whatever you want to call her, Katana Chance, I guess is her name now, so I'll go with that. Um, her and Caden are they're exciting, they're half flying. I, I think they can pull out some uh, cool moves and stuff just to make this one interesting enough. Um, but they're they're kind of lower tier again, uh, so I, I definitely think uh, Gigi and JC uh, take this one pretty easily. Um, but uh, I, I do think this will have some entertaining spots at least. Uh, I think that's kind of where that uh, the singles women's title match may may suffer. I think it'll be maybe kind of bland, uh, but I think this one will at least be a little bit exciting uh, with some cool moves busted out by the challengers. Um, but yeah, I definitely see Gigi and JC pulling it out. Yeah, maybe they get some shine on Katana and Katie or Cadence to kind of call them up for that whenever the women's tag title tournament is. They they would they seem like a team that would be main roster yeah. ready. So maybe they kind of get that shine, really. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So a, yeah, they need to kind of use NXT as a factory to kind of yeah. create those kind of things. And, like, they need to stay together as a team and go up as a team. Uh, because that's the problem with that it, that women's division on the main roster is it's a lot of just thrown together people. And I think they need to really start cultivating, like, the women's teams in NXT kind of like they have with a couple of these uh, a couple of these teams that they have. And just kind of throw them up there instead of throwing up there individually, you know? Yeah, um, they really just kind of need to go back to merging the titles. <laughs> yeah, really, I mean, that's really what they need to do. But I'm just saying if it's a yeah. viable thing that they want to go with, they need to really just uh, start start starting them from here and then kind of building them up to the be, be on the main roster. Yeah, now they've been teaming for over two, two, two and a half years, really. But the way that NXT 2.0 is structured now with, you know, main roster talent stepping down for two, three weeks, a month, whatever, you know, it'd be perfect that for, for the women's tag team titles to just be on both shows and Katana trance and Caden Carter are the perfect team to kind of do that. And once they lose, they're up or once they lose, they maybe fall back down to NXT wherever the cards full. But I think that's, a per- I think the landscape is actually perfect for that now, <laughs> but anyways, let's leave the main event. The real main event, in my eyes, for the last of discussion. Braun Bra- Let's go next with Braun Breaker versus Joe Gacy. <laughs> I'm going to blow my load, no pun intended, when we start talking about this gang war. But anyways, 
this shit is corny as hell with Joe Gacy. Like you said, great value Bray Wyatt is the best way to put it. Unfortunately, I don't, I don't mind Joe Gacy. Actually, I, I, I like that the deadly, uh, the grizzled young vets are kind of probably going to be the team that ends up with him. You know, they're probably, you seem like they're going to be repackaged there. Do you see any other team in that spot? Um, I, just from Loke's perspective, I don't, I, I don't think these guys necessarily fit with Gacy, but I, I guess they could maybe. But they, they kind of look like Briggs and Jensen when they're in the, uh, they're in the hoods, because uh, you know Briggs is kind of taller and one of them's pretty tall. So I think th- that's who I've had kind of pegged as, as the, uh, the druids or minions or whatever you want to call the guys that f- kind of follow him around now. Um, but I, I could see it being the grizzled young veterans. It'd be a good way to kind of give them a new character. So, um, but yeah, I, I could see it being either of those two teams, honestly, but yeah, Gacy, um, he's not a bad character, but I just feel like other people like Bray Wyatt have done that character better before him. Um, and I just think this is something that I, I don't think this is a feud where Braun can excel. So I think this is kind of muddling him uh, down for just a little bit. Now, do you think that do you think that they kind of threw this at him just to see how flexible he would be within the wonkiness kind of you know, or to give him some legs within the wonkiness just because that's what they like to do on the main roster. They like stars that are flexible. They like stars that can play up and down the card with different roles and different stories and all that stuff. Do you think that's maybe why they went with this direction with Braun for so long? Or do you think that they really do like Joe Gacy and they want this is necessary for him to be establish him further, you know, future wise is to have a mini or a, a legit feud with Braun Breaker where he loses the NXT title. Do you think that the, which way do you think it's going a little bit of both or and this has got to be the end, right? Yeah, I think it's a little bit of both. I definitely think it's the end. I do think they like Gacy, uh, but I do think you have a point there with maybe uh, putting Braun with him to kind of see how he can fit with some of these different other guys that are like mostly character and not really great in the ring. I mean, Joe's not bad in the ring and their match that they had previously wasn't bad. Uh, I mean, it wasn't the best that Braun's done uh, uh, throughout his short career so far. Um, but yeah, I definitely think it's a little bit of both. Maybe, maybe to see that, that if Braun can handle this kind of feud with this kind of character and, you know, having a lot of mic and promo time. Um, and I, I do think that they kind of see, as you've said previously, uh, Joe Gacy is kind of a pet project to see what they can do with. Yeah, like I said, it, it I, it's not bad, but it's there's just people not on this roster ready. Like, where's where's our boy Grayson Waller? You know what I mean? Where, I know. <laughs> well, I, and then there's I'm sure if we had the roster out in front of us, we could be picking apart guys to get uh, get us ready. You know, why not Roddy Strong? You know, it's I don't, yeah. I don't get it. Whatever. Yeah, but I it, keep I keep I keep thinking Waller is going to be in the North American Championship uh, kind of range and kind of be Grimes, maybe next opponent. Uh, but they keep not kind of elevating him to that. So uh, we'll see going forward from this. But I, I would like to see him kind of elevate to that little uh, that division uh, and kind of challenge Grimes. Yeah, I hear you. All right. Well, and also before I forget, um. If Braun Breaker is disqualified, he loses the championship. So low key, there's the chance to get the belt off him, but no fucking way. Anyways, the real main event, Tony D'Angelo's with stacks in two dimes versus Legato Del Fantasma. Loser, losing team joins the other team's stable. Six man tag. Now, do you expect AEW style gang warfare like we saw on Sunday night or <laughs> is is stacks and two dimes going to bleed all over the NXT arena or are we just going to have like some six person tag? That's pretty, pretty lame. Uh, unfortunately, I think it'll be more of more of the latter. Um, but uh yeah, I, I don't think we're going to see bloody uh, brawls all the way around the arena. I do think this could be a pretty good, uh, you know, I, I think it could be a pretty good brawl around around the little NXT arena, but there's not going to be much blood, no <laughs> weapons, you know. Nobody's going to be stabbing each other with anything else. Um, I, obviously, I, I've talked about in the past, I, I really like uh, Wild and uh, Mendoza or apparently his name is now Cruz del Toro so I've been 
I've been a real big fan of uh, those guys uh, throughout their little run. So I think uh, with them being in this match, I think it'll de- they'll definitely uh, guide it in a way that uh, it, it'll at least be pretty good. Um, I think it can be great uh, if everybody kind of brings their A game. Uh, we've kind of talked about past in the past. D'Angelo's not much of an in-ring kind of guy, but I, he's he's getting there. Um, but his character is just amazing, and the whole you know f- the family thing is uh, uh, something I can get behind. I've been calling for that ever since he debuted. So I, I think this has the potential to be good, but uh, we'll kind of see when it comes. Yeah, I. It's so wonky, but really, what are they fighting for? Is my like only gripe. It's like it's wonkiness that I like and don't mind, but at the end of the day, what are we fighting for? <laughs> Respect, you know. Tur- turf like what's the turf like i don't know it's it's it, there's holes in it but overall like the boat scene was so stupid but it was so like so, <laughs> i loved it at the same time i love the optics of like d'angelo walking <laughs> in i love the stupid hat that he takes off i love the respect stuff it's so stupid it's borderline bad but i don't know honestly stacking two dives not bad wrestlers by the way they really aren't that bad but uh i don't know i'm excited um i think it's gonna be decent but uh overall are you gonna are you gonna be watching this live logan uh yeah you know i probably won't have too much else going on 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 a saturday night so uh yeah i'll definitely be watching it live that is because you are a wrestling nerd well what is this this is this is Darth Vader, Logan. <laughs> you should probably just learn to stay at home most nights. Oh, I do. Don't worry. <laughs> because the Star Wars nerds are taking over the world. Logan, what's up, man? What's up, Johnny? Ah, uh, you know, man, just uh, just 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 keeping living, man. It's the summer. It's the first day of June. Things are hot here in the south, but it's all right. I got myself a Lincoln and a cigar. Mm-hmm. Gonna podcast, talk about wrestling. What yeah. the fuck was that Star Wars shit? I'm gonna edit that out. That was me doing a Darth Vader impression, dude. I've just spent the last hours immersed in fucking Star Wars today. Thank you very much. <laughs> what did Darth Vader ever beat? Uh, <laughs> Barry Horowitz in '93. <laughs> All right, Logan, we got 2.0 on this podcast right now. Thank you very much, Logan. I enjoyed Appreciate my 20 it. minutes with you, buddy. Uh, all right. Y'all have a ton of fun talking about hell in a cell. <laughs> we Later, will, folks. Luke. Thank you. All right. Bye. How about that transition? Johnny C., what is, what's up? You ready for uh, Hell in a Cell 2022 or what? I am ready for Hell in a Cell 2022, but they're going to have to rename it the Riot in Chicago, Illinois, because holy shit, these people are going to revolt against this uh, pay-per-view card. Yeah, you, they got the Forbidden Door next month. They got AAW up and down their throat, and this WWE throws them this Fagazi pay-per-view. All right, now, did you realize that this is just a Raw pay-per-view right now? <laughs> so I didn't realize that until I was taking a final look at the card on a website that shall remain nameless, and it did point that fact out. They remain nameless not because I dislike them, but because they need to pay if they want representation. Uh, uh, I understand. I understand that. But anyways, Johnny, like, what, what what are we doing here with this card? It's it's. Let me just uh, write, let me just write it down for you real quick, and then please we'll get into it. Cody Rhodes versus Seth freaking Rollins in a Hell in the Cell match. Bianca Belair versus Oscar versus Becky Lynch triple threat for the Raw Women's Title. Almost an MVP versus Bobby Lashley in a handicap match. Ezekiel. Versus Kevin Owens, Theory versus Mustafa Ali for the United States Championship, Finn Balor, AJ Styles, and Liv Morgan versus The Judgment Day, Edge, Damian Priest, and Rhea Ripley in a six-person mixed tag match, and most importantly, the main event of any card in America in 2022, the return of Mad Cat Moss this Friday night. Is he going to have a match with Corbin? Are they going to make that freaking match in a hell in a cell to make two in a hell in a cell matches? What the hell is going on here, Johnny C? Wait, is that rumored? That sounds like something I would book. 
No, they better not do that. They better not put them in a cell. I think that's a ludicrous idea and it completely devalues the cell. And I'm a guy who has no value for the cell. So that really would devalue it if I'm saying that. Yeah, um, this, this card should be like, I don't know. It's, it's in your house, cold day in hell. It's just a couple yeah, exactly. days late. This is an in your house. This is definitely in your house, Jace. But I, I don't know, my man. This this is this is week on paper. We are recording before Friday, so we don't. They could add a SmackDown match or two, but out of all those matches, which one are you most anticipating the most? Well, it's so it's a, definitely a two to me anyway. It's a two match show with the six person mixed tag like in the middle as the pivot. It could be good, it could be bad, but I would suppose. I'm the most excited for Cody and Seth because I think that there's two scenarios. One, it's a decent, entertaining, work rate style match. Or two, the crowd completely revolts and shits on them. And even if they're having a good work rate style match, the story coming out of this is what has WWE done to their audience. Because Chicago is not the crowd you want to fuck with or betray. And I'm not trying to be dramatic when I say that. I mean – uh, it is what it is. Uh, you're coming off of a hot AEW pay-per-view that I actually watched some of, believe it or not. And, uh, you know, regardless of the the leg slapping that AEW has, uh, they've gotten people to uh, buy into it. So now's the time to fire the shot back against uh, Cody, if you will. Not personally, but, you know, and with this MJF shit, uh, obviously that's not going to have anything to do with Hell in a Cell. But I just, you know... They're, everybody's got a hot story right now, and I'm hoping the women's match takes advantage of it. I really am. Um, if this Sasha Naomi thing is a story, now's the time. Um, yeah, I'm sorry. It's all over the place, but it's just how I feel about it. So I feel about the show. I am excited for Cody and Seth. All right, so let's start there. Now, did you happen to see that go home raw with that beautiful brawl? I did. I saw the brawl. It was nice. The promo was good. I really appreciated Seth uh, indicating it, like comparing himself to Cody in a way that uh, Seth sort of became like the Triple H apprentice, if you will, as a character and fulfilled that role, not only in a storyline, but sort of in a meta meta contextual way. Like Seth Rollins is the annoying version of Triple H from 2000 to whatever. And I appreciated the contrast of Cody's leaving and, you know, going and smashing the throne and what have you. And I believe the Seth freaking Rollins character would believe that this organization is his to gatekeep. Um, and the, the brawl, of course, was great physicality. Um, I think these are it's strange that this is the hottest feud, uh, considering that the bloodline is nowhere to be found in this. But here we are. Yeah, speaking of the bloodline, I I know I don't want to get all over the place, but I can I can see that be added Friday on SmackDown too, with Nakamura and Riddle teaming up to face the bloodline or the Usos for the unified tag team titles too. So that's maybe another one that we get to. Well, here's your problem. Your championships mean nothing because you're not defending. You know, this is the perfect time to prop like the tag team titles and make it main event a show like this, a show like In Your House, Cold Day in Hell or Hell in Cell 2022. Um, it's just that's the kind of shit that you have. It's your six man tag from International Incident. Sorry, I've been diving deep into the new generation over the weekend. So. No, very cool. But uh, anyways, I really appreciate I, I like how they waited to the end. Just like you talked about Seth defending, quote unquote, the heel defending his company. You know, I liked how they added that at the end. I think that they might have done that to maybe flirt with that AEW buzz a little bit, too. You know, AEW, big pay-per-view weekend. It's a good point. You know, MJF news is hot. Punk has just won the championship. Uh, Rollins historically has gone at that company on 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 the socials. So I don't I, I wouldn't look, put that past the WWE to kind of take a little jab at them. You know, it's not really a jab by saying Cody is from there. But if that company is, quote unquote, hot for a little bit, it, they don't really withstand the hotness. But that's a hot moment for them. But for the, Cody being presented as such a big star the last two months since WrestleMania. Right. And then that company being in the news. So we got their hottest guy. He's really over here. A la, we're the hot company. But anyways. Well, I love that by I love that by pushing him, they make it look like AEW truly is their farm system. If you use a baseball expression. Yep, that's NXT is AEW's farm system, and then they go to AEW to see who, what they're really like, and then WWE brings them back if they, it warrants. <laughs> I mean, I don't want to be a dick, but it does feel triple. I mean, it, not it doesn't. It feels like a major league product. I'm not. I do believe that, and their storytelling is. Uh, 
miles above WWE because AEW at least talks to their audience like they have a brain. Uh, I, I, I watched the entire buy-in at a movie theater before the show started. I mean, this is not the AEW podcast. I'm just saying that their, their narratives and, and what they are creating to get those across are miles above right now. So good for uh, them. It's up in flows. You just, you just honestly, they, you hit them at their peak at the time, but their lows are also very low. So it, it ebbs and flows just within both companies. So it's well, just, it, you're hitting a low right now in the WWE, but wait until we get into that July month where they got two state, well, a stadium and a half show where they're going to be up there again, leading into the uh, September. So it ebbs and flows and you're catching them at a high and you're catching them at a low. And at the end of the day, W, it's hard to say wwe isn't the ada brand what it really is oh but yeah it, they're they're fucking publicly traded for god's sakes <laughs> yeah I, I i'm a i don't i'm not trying to just say aw I, I i like aw i have it on right now in the background you know it's a, it's a show i enjoy very much so and i also watch it this weekend but anyway this is a fucking wwe podcast shut the fuck up about that shit <laughs> i'm sorry it's the one time i know anything about aw um you know, it just happens to, to coincide. But the the I guess my next level of excitement would be the women's championship match. Now, I don't say that to disparage it. I, I love these and I love Asuka. I think she's fantastic, uh, entertaining performer. And uh, I'm curious to see. Obviously, this can't be a title change. But, uh, you know, if Sasha and Naomi are going to form the female NWO like I think they are, this should close the show and they should come out and destroy the stage and, you know, ruin the match. That's a take, Johnny. That wouldn't be too, too bad, but um, who are they up with? Let's play your game. Let's play your multiverse game real quick. Oh, jeez. It was just a gag, but I mean, uh, uh, Lexi, what's her name? God, I called her by her real name. That makes me sound like a stalker. Alexa Bliss. That's because I've only seen her on Twitter lately. I haven't seen her on TV. But been on TV the last month. But anyways, um, so you're saying that Sasha and Naomi come in NWO style with Alexa Bliss, and they don't help win any match here? They, they just fuck it all up? Well, if we want to continue that I actually believe this gag would happen, yes, I'll play the game. If it was an angle, now's the time to capitalize and for them to run roughshod and they're tired of being ignored. But then within a week, it just becomes your stereotypical shit again. So I don't really know if that's praising it. Um, unless they do it right, of course. But um, – you know, between this and the MJF stuff, because contract stuff and, and brand switching is so huge right now, I think I do think bringing them back as rogue characters, if this is a work, is a good thing. And this is obviously the match that it would center around. However, I don't think it's going to happen. I think Bianca Belair will pin Oscar uh, in like 10 or 11 minutes. <laughs> I mean, yeah. that's it's that's it's why, we, you know, you bring up the girls, Naomi and Sasha, you know, they they, they had a fit, you know. I don't, I'm not taking a side. I'm usually pro-labor. Being a, a union guy myself, I usually become pro-labor. But they didn't like creative, and creative was reported to be Bianca Belair versus Naomi for this pay-per-view, and Ronda Rousey versus Sasha Banks for this pay-per-view. Now, at the end of the day... I see through this, and Sasha Banks didn't want to lose to Ronda Rousey right away. R Ronda Rousey took Sasha Banks' WrestleMania spot. Ronda Rousey took Sasha Banks' Royal Rumble spot. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, right. I, I don't, you know, seeing through all that, that's what I personally believe what it happened was, all right, well, Ronda Rousey's here, and she took your spot, so we're going to give you the women's title because we still like you. We still want to invest with you, and we want to still put you on TV in meaningful stories. Okay, yada, yada, yada. That's great. Two months later, my meaningful story is it's not even mid-card. We're barely on TV. We're, we're constantly feuding with teams that are just starting up or breaking up. We are not elevating this tag division. You know, creative frustration, sure. That could be the baseline of your frustration. I get that, Sasha. But at the end of the day, I personally believe she wasn't willing to do a job to Ronda Rousey yet. Or, in general, especially at a C pay-per-view at, at Hell in a Cell on one week notice. And, but I personally, I think it's a great spot for Naomi, for, where she would face Bianca Belair. Naomi's wrestling some of the best matches she has all years in single matches, dating back to that Charlotte match in February, dating back to, um, I believe she had another very good Rhea match, a very good um, live match on SmackDown. So this is the best 
Naomi has been portrayed as an actual wrestler. So I'm very curious. And then you mix in that their contracts, quote unquote, coming up too. So all that being said is kind of why we have this thrown together bubblegum triple threat match, right? It is. And, you know, to play devil's advocate, why are Sasha Banks, I feel like, has so much more uh, marketability and equity built into her as a as a brand. And I'm, I'm not trying to that's not me doing a Vince man impression. I feel like, you know, she has she's involved in outside projects. Uh, you know, she photographs well, which isn't important, but it is important. That's the nicest way I can say it. And but she's also very talented and she has. uh you know, she's appeared in, in major multimedia franchises and what have you. And it's just kind of like I think Sasha's right to defend like her brand's potential. Um, but it's you know, that makes me feel like a mark even saying that out loud. But there is money to be made in every decision. Yeah, but to the core, she's defending her brand because she doesn't want to lose to Ronda. That's exactly what it is, Expe- especially right now. Maybe later she could see beating Ronda or eventually she's going to have to face Ronda. The women's uh, roster is very shallow. And at the end of the day, I don't think it's about the tag team division. I think it's personally about losing to Ronda. It's interesting because these people that perform as these characters seem to really want it to be more fictional. And they try to do these things to get it across as if they are wrestling characters. But at the end of the day, when they do shit like walk out or, you know, refuse to job, it makes the person look bad, not the wrestling character. It's so strange. And I and I mean that in a serious way. So maybe she's ruining her brand this way. I don't know. Well, she's going to have her hardcores. But at the end of the day, I like Sasha Banks a lot. I think I she's an too. excellent performer. She's talented. Very talented. Up the world is hers, really. If she wants to go into acting, she wants to go to wrestling, whatever. She's immensely talented. But now this is a pattern. What's this? The second, third time where she's kind of quit. So I'm Vince McMahon and I'm the WWE creative. How comfortable am I on throwing the ball in her court for six months when at the end of the day now it's a pattern? So it's like what all right, whatever. You know? I I, I see where you're coming from as it being a pattern, but I also feel like Sasha Banks seems to have a pretty good mind for this stuff. Uh, and she seems like maybe that employee at work that there, there's no wiggle, wiggle room for movement. You're either in management or you're not in management, but she's too talented to be just another worker, if you will. She probably has ideas and what have you. And she seems like a creative type that might walk away when they don't get their way. And I, I, I say that lovingly as a creative type. You know, but so but, I don't know. And just rewind to like her Stone Cold interview, like how bad she was where she's just like, I'm the boss, like legit. I'm the boss. I'm on Vince McMahon's level. I don't I eat steak or whatever she was saying. It's just so it's just like I don't think that she's realistic because they're there in any relationship. There has to be some leveling out here. You know what I mean? At the end of the day full circle i don't want to keep going you don't want to keep going i just think that she doesn't want to face ronda because she took her spot <laughs> yeah it's unfortunate i mean you're right that's the human side of it you're right no matter how i decided to decide to paint it up, but it was lively and fun most fun i had all day i'll tell you that yeah and then she also the reports of whoever you believe that you know she might be having some home issues she might be on partying a little bit too much on the road so how, who knows how much of that a factor too Oh, I didn't know that. That's awful. I hope that's not the case. Like, just, you know, you don't want to see that happen to anybody. But I take back all my I mean, if that's the cause that it's like, well, oh, well, John, trust. you don't know what to trust. You don't know what to listen to. But I know some people close to her might have said that, too. And then you have the Naomi side of this that I went over, too. But, you know, she has to feel like she, you know, she's at the end of her contract. It's a ploy, maybe because she knows that her blood is kind of thick in this. Well, game. yeah. How does that even happen? Like, what what does Jim is it Jimmy or Jay? I'm sorry, I don't remember. Jimmy. Okay, what what's Jimmy Uso's reaction? He's showing up for work every day, right? Like, that's a fucked up situation. Yeah, it's it's weird. Maybe I don't want to say she was dragged into it by Sasha, but she could have been. Like, but then at the end of the day, you're fucking Naomi. You're a mid card talent at the peak of your powers right now. What are you doing, Naomi? You're, you're I don't think you're not Sasha Banks, honey. I don't want to call you honey like that, but you're not Sasha Banks, like. What are you doing? <laughs> and you know what's the sad part is? Is no one will just put it all aside and be like, we accidentally have money now. You can't reward the talent. If this was back in the day, before it was publicly traded, they'd find a way to bring it back into the territory and they'd all agree to make money off of it. But it's not, so they won't. It's too bad, really, because when have they ever been hotter? 
That's what I'm saying. Well, Na- especially Naomi. Sasha Banks has been hotter, but this is the hottest Naomi's been in years since, like, her 2017 SmackDown run. But anyways, they're not in this match. Who's winning this match? Is it Bianca? Is it? Oh, yeah. The- it's Bianca. Bianca in 10 over Asuka, probably, even though if you're going to do that, it should be over Becky. So Asuka and uh, Bianca can have a one-on-one match at some point. That's like wrestling booking one-on-one. Yeah, it's just you figure that, um, well, this is Asuka's first, like, Asuka's first pay-per-view match back. So maybe you don't want to beat her. Um, Low-key, Becky Lynch would be my Money in the Bank winner. So I can see a chance where she would get the pin again. To Bianca, just to kind of add fuel to that, like, Bianca Belair rematch. You know what I mean? Like, give Becky a little more juice. Like, Asuka has her beat. And then maybe Bianca steals the pin on Becky. And then that adds to this Asuka match. And that adds to the Belair rivalry down the line, too. So I wouldn't rule that out. Well, who's going to turn? Who's going to be the opponent that turns Belair? It's even though I think people love Asuka, Asuka's not the opponent to turn Belair against, right? Because Belair's going to turn before the Rumble. Yeah, but she has a Rhea feud. She's not turning for a while. Um, may, may, I, don't, I, I, don't, I honestly couldn't even tell you. You know what I mean? I don't. I would hold her baby as long as I could until the, anyone's even close to being hot. Because then you're going to run into a Becky. Honestly, it might be Becky. You know, now that we talk it out later on, but I think Becky's going to be money in the bank briefcase holder all the way up till we, she goes see little Rondi on the SmackDown side. Yeah, I like it. I mean, it'll, it'll be interesting regardless. There's, there's, there, there's plenty of lanes to swim in. They just need to make a choice to swim down an entertaining one. Speaking of entertaining Ezekiel versus Kevin Owens. How much of this have you caught? I mean, I watched the raw. I mean, I've seen Ezekiel, many Ezekiel uh, sketches, um, I, I just, I don't know. It's, it's strange. He looks like the genius, um, which isn't a strange thing. It's just, the whole thing is weird. It's, it's interesting. It's eerily reminiscent of the Razor Ramon Diesel storyline, but I, have they mentioned anything like that? Like that they should have had him play a different character that wasn't supposed to be his brother. I love the, yeah, I'm just a different character now. And you know, Randy, a guy like Randy Orton being like, what the fuck are you talking about? And he's like, yeah, I'm just a new guy now. Like, that's <laughs> funny. I yeah I love how he plays it off. I love how gaslit Kevin Owens get. I loved the segment with Sami Zayn on Raw on SmackDown last week. If you haven't seen anything, you need to go watch that. They kind of just love each other and then they hate each other. It's just the exact Sami Zayn versus Kevin Owens thing that you would expect. They added to the Bloodline story. They added to this story. It's just fantastic. I go out of your way and watch that. And then I just love this as a fallout for Kevin Owens because Kevin Owens has beaten Ezekiel. There's zero chance Ezekiel should beat Kevin Owens. There's zero chance Kevin Owens is going to lose, in my opinion. It should end in a stunner after an entertaining match. Give Ezekiel a chance out there to go burn it up because at the end of the day, he's an okay wrestler. Elias is okay. Kevin Owens is a stud. Go out there and establish Ezekiel with a good wrestling match and take the L. It's a good way way to get Kevin Owens busy. You know, leading into something more important in the summer and then coming off of the Stone Cold character, too. I don't I think Owen should beat him in a minute. And I'm not <laughs> saying that to be a contrarian. Like, I just I feel like you got to heat Owens up uh, to your to your audience that sees him as the guy that lost the Stone Cold. Yeah, I, I, I guess what you're saying, but I just go out there. Ugh, it's, Johnny, it's a six match card, buddy. Unless they put some stuff. No, on no, cards. absolutely, and that's the problem. Like, I, you're absolutely right from the real world perspective. There's no way around it. They, they and they will. And Ezekiel is a very talented, you know, a wrestler, and I think it will be fine. It's just, it's just interesting. Yeah. It's like they set themselves up to fail. Why? Why? I don't know. I don't want to get into it. I don't know. But this is some of the stuff, best stuff on Raw. It's kind of up my wonky alley. I don't. I yes. like. I like wonky as like I like a percentage of my show to be wonky. I don't want the whole thing wonky. I don't need a high percentage wonky, but I need like give me a segment or two wonky. That's kind of up my lane. Sure. But, but real talk here, Johnny, how does like in Johnny C's head, Johnny C's world. That's a whole nother co- subject, a whole nother conversation. Is there a is there an Ezekiel to an Elias in for Johnny C? I think that's what everyone's dying to know. Oh man, I mean, there could be, there could be a John. I have been known to go by Jonathan Ocean occasionally, uh, you know. So th- there, there could be another world out there where I have some sort of unknown twin replicant brother or what have you. I don't know. 
Johnny Seaweed. There we go. Perfect. Or Jerry. <laughs> Jerry, Jerry, Jerry but, but Johnny Seaweed makes me sound dirty. But that's okay. Hey, uh, yeah, I, don't know. I don't know. I don't know. But anyway, Johnny C. Ah, uh, two more matches. Let's get the shit out of the way. Almost an MVP versus Bobby Lashley. Like, like what are we doing here? Like, oh, this is this is a designated. I beg my dad to take me out and buy me a title belt match. And I'm gonna be PG, but it's a take a piss match, uh, as my dad would lovingly say when he had to take me to the wrestling shows. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, I mean, look, no disrespect to the guys involved. Obviously, there's build here. I just MVPs. It, he's one of those guys that they won't allow like medically to get involved. Right. Am I crazy? Uh, No, I think he's for he's been he has his matches. He's just oh, OK. Well, good. Slow. <laughs> you know, OK. He's, he's just over the hill. He's he's on the back. On the back sure. Of, not even. No, the back. and I feel like a dick even saying that. I thought he may have had some, you know, like Daniel Bryan used to be. It's like, yes, you could be the general manager, but you you cannot get involved like in anything. That medical restriction, if you will. Um, I think he's up there, right? I think I don't think he has any of that. I think he's ready to go. Like I just, La- he's very, I just think he's much more important in the managerial world. The thing is, is that Lashley again should just because Omos, there's no there's no money in Omos. I don't feel and. You know, guys like Lashley and Owens should be winning their matches quickly to and they should all qualify for the money in the bank. And it should be nothing but headliners in the money in the bank. But this is a premium live event. It's not a raw. So they're going to have to have a six or seven minute match that will probably end in some uh, MV nanigans, if you will, that lets Omos pin Lashley. Yeah, I don't know. You, all I can picture here is just like Lashley on, on all fours, just like getting kicked and getting punched by almost an MVP and then just like not even like warm tagging each other, just in and out and just like kicking Lashley and him just like crawling around the ring and selling for this god awful team. And I don't know. This is this is just and I don't even know if it ends, honestly, <laughs> like Lashley was so hot. MVP was so hot. And then like. We had to go and do this. We had to break them up. We had, you know, we had long-term plans. We couldn't zag away from this. Like you said, there's no equity in almost. There's equity in almost, but there's really no future outside of this. I, I, I don't know, dude. <laughs> it's it, I, like if you're not look. Let's be honest. This is just the state of the the industry. If you're not Roman Reigns, you're not a needle mover. And I don't say that to be silly or to sell T-shirts. Like. There are only so many characters that make a difference, man, and none of the ones we've talked about tonight, aside from potentially Cody Rhodes, are that. I'm sorry. Sell sell a Kevin Owens main event run to someone who doesn't already watch wrestling, and they're going to be like, what the hell are you talking about? Like, what is a Kevin Owens? It's just, it's a really weird flux state that they're in right now where they have one cash cow that is too like cool now to be milked and hey take your money and run roman save your health uh don't work every show but they they've shot themselves in the foot the tag team title should be main eventing this show against a a riddle rk bro style like level of tag team like do that why is your u.s champion theory well okay i like theory but why is he fighting mustafa ali in a match that no one will remember you know what this will be in 20 years there'll be a podcast trying to remember who the u.s championship who the u.s champion was and no one will remember if it was theory dolph ziggler or ali because they're all the fucking same level of the same character that don't sell tickets all right well let's jump into it you got theory versus mustafa ali for the United States Championship. Now, do you think Austin Theory will get his name back like Mustafa Ali did? You almost <laughs> called him fucking Mufasa. <laughs> because because uh, he was referred to Ali for like six months, and then he got his name first. No, I know, I know. It was it's it's weird. They've they've shift on that stuff. It makes no sense. I know it's it's silly, but um, I don't know. I think this. Hey man, Mustafa Ali is from Chicago, and you were just talking about Chicago shitting all over this motherfucking show. Well, then so, they should riot for him because these are the guys that get pushed when the internet gets pissy if it happens at the right time, which hasn't happened in a long time. Now, so dating back to the Sasha stuff, around January, December this last year, this year, Mustafa Ali was that guy who was 
fucking bullshit who was fuck this company, fuck this creative, blah, yada, yada, yada. Tr- give me my release. I want to go to AEW. Give me my release. I want to go to Impact. Give me my release. I want to go to New Japan. Get me the fuck out of this contract. And then Vince says, hey, slow your roll, buddy. I, I do like Mustafa Ali. It's just that we, we aren't driving right now. So he saw, you know, he saw something in Mustafa Ali not to release him because a week earlier, Tony Storm was like, get me out of here. He's like, peace. See ya. You know what I mean? So there is something within Mustafa Ali. So reports come out around after WrestleMania that, there, you know, there's a storyline for Mustafa Ali. It's around The Miz. It's around Theory. It's around Tabasa Champa, uh, who also lost his first name, maybe. So Mustafa Ali has been feuding with all three of these guys. So what do we got going on here? Like, is there? But they constantly beat him down. They constantly make him seem like he's a nobody. Are they no. beating him down to get the crowd behind him for this is the moment on this show where like, oh shit, because Theory's new into this run. He's a month into this U.S. title run. He's coming off a great spot at WrestleMania, and the U.S. title was put on him to build him up. And it's done a good job. But does he only need six weeks to get, and then throw it on Mustafa Ali? And then Theory's thrown in Money in the Bank, and then maybe he's a contender for Money in the Bank? And it's just a transitional period for Theory? And then this is this the moment on the card that they give the babyface hometown hero, Mustafa Ali, his chance? To make goodwill for the last six months of bullshit. For the last year of bullshit. Ryan, I, I love your passion here. I do. And I, I think you've woven a better narrative than anyone in this company has even considered. And I don't say that to mock this company. It's just it's just who cares to them. They The, the tickets are sold regardless of who has this trinket. And I'm not trying to be a dick. I'm just saying that, like... These mid-card championships get tossed back and forth between fucking Dolph Ziggler and Kofi Kingston. Yes, that's the more of the uh, previous era than this version or variant. But it's just – it's it doesn't matter to them. All heart Ali, though. All heart Ali, that cruiserweight – that 205 live superstar who couldn't get the belt. That guy was thrown on the main roster because he was so goddamn good because Daniel Bryan saw him and wanted him. He was supposed to be in the Kofi spot, but Randy Orton knocked him out and he got all So there's something there. There's a baseline there. They gave him the retribution gimmick because it was failing and he's super talented and he tried to save it. But that thing was dead on arrival and he couldn't save it. So he got punished. Yeah. Creative decision. So he, he, he has, Something needs to be made good, and I trust that it's this. I believe it's this, and I love Theory. I think Theory. I I think he's doing excellent. I loved him against McAfee. I loved him. I love him with Vince. I loved him ever since he was called up. I love Theory. He's my dude. I do but, like Theory as well, and I didn't mean to to be so mean to them. And it's not them. It's just that I I see them. Well, I don't want to stick up for them, but I'm just saying there's something in Ali, and I don't think that people see it. And I don't think I think that he was low key buried for a reason. I think he's been shit on forever. It's since coming back. They need look at this card. This card fucking sucks. The Hell in a Cell match should be great. Other than that, maybe the triple threat with the women's match. This is a moment for Mustafa Ali, and I'm here for it. Well, you know what? You've sold a ticket. I mean, I'm going to subscribe to Peacock anyway, just because I always do. But I am going to watch this match that I had zero interest in with a hell of a lot more interest because of your words. You have inspired me. And I'm not, I mean, yes, I'm saying that goofily, but I do mean it. Well done. Well put. Well, I hope that they. Him, just watch him emote. Just watch himself. Just watch his mannerism. He is a kick ass baby face. He's underappreciated. He's fucking awesome. Well, that's, you know, I hope that that cycle doesn't repeat itself. And this is the absolute floor of his career on the main roster. Absolute floor. Okay. So I think it's there for a reason. We'll see. I could be wrong. I could be wrong. All right, Johnny C, there's one more match here. Yeah, it's like the trios mixed tag uh, with the Judgment Day and the uh, the two sweets. We're not the Bullet Club. Yeah, it's like uh, how bad of a fit is Liv Morgan with AJ Styles and Finn Balor. Hey, I mean this lovingly and with all due respect to Ms. Morgan, but I was about to say, which one is Liv Morgan again? And I feel bad saying that, but I, she was, uh, she was Catwoman when Rhea Ripley was Batman, right? Yeah. She's the one with the watch me print on her butt to put it. Okay. 
she was <laughs> oh yeah okay yes because her and Rare Ripley were a tag team and they broke up okay and that's the problem there was a like around the time that they brought in like Ruby Riot or and all those yeah, women from squad. NXT yeah there were too many squadrons brought or, or too many <laughs> factions brought up at once and it confused the casual audience hence me and I apologize for that but yes I I'm familiar with Liv Morgan now it's uh, interesting because Finn Balor and AJ Styles and I'm not this is serious to this Finn Balor AJ Styles good-looking dudes, Liv Morgan, good-looking lady, and they're all, like, jocks, right? So is this, like, a Revenge of the Nerds-style thing? Are the Judgment Day supposed to be the goth kids? And I'm not trying to be silly. Like, do you think that's what they're positioning here? Or is, like, or is this, like, serious? I don't understand. Like, All right, serious, Johnny. Fuck, Mary kill, Finn Balor, AJ Styles, Liv Morgan. All right, I am uh, going to kill aj because we would not get along politically or lifestyle wise i okay. will marry Liv morgan all right anyways so the no, judge... <laughs> well i was gonna say i'll marry finn balor because we'd probably have a pretty good time together just hanging out and being uh being homies uh and then live i get the guarantee one night all right i got you buddy i got you all right that's a pretty good one there johnny you know I love the thought. I like that you're not a red guy with AJ. So that guy's and, and, and hey, and, and AJ is in, you know, and that's fine. Like, do not get me wrong. It's fine. It's just, you know, we can't sustain a relationship with those differences, Ryan. <laughs> and, then, and, then if you, and then if you marry Finn Balor and your washing machine breaks, you can easily do laundry on our zabs. Johnny, you're a thinker, dude. Dude, uh, Finn is a cut dude. If he can help me get into shape, it'd be worth it. All right. <laughs> All right, so the goth guys, the Judgment Day, Edge, Damian Priest, and Rhea Ripley. I have mixed feelings about this group. On paper, it sounds fantastic. It's like the delivery of the promos and the presentation is done pretty well, but I it just doesn't click for me. I like Edge. I don't mind Priest, and I really like Rhea Ripley. So as a whole, I like it. Optics-wise, I like it. I just don't care about it, if that makes sense. Yeah, this is definitely going to get maybe about 10 seconds in the – well, Edge is already in the Hall of Fame, right? But I was yep. going to say, this is this would be the segment of his career that gets like 10 seconds of TV time and that nice long montage they give him at the Hall of Fame. You know, this won't even equal legacy, in my opinion, in terms of its longevity or what it actually gave to the continuity of the WWE product legacy, even though DiBiase was a failure. Now that Cody's back, we have all this like uh, built in uh, story there. You know, this Judgment Day thing will fall by the wayside. If it's here by the Rumble, I'll give you I'll eat my hat if it's here by the Rumble. Yeah, um, I don't know if this match is another vehicle to add someone since that seems to be a pattern on pay-per-view. If they yep. were Edge is constantly uh, on Instagram and Twitter. He is constantly posting pictures of Tommaso Ciampa, Finn Balor, Rhea Ripley, Paige, whoever, yada, yada, yada. Go check it out if you're really that interested of potential members joining the Judgment Day. So who really knows? The problem is, is they're they're heeding the wrong people. This should be the story of the Bullet Club, period. They should be the ones you sell. Now, the Judgment Day. Um. Can we call the good guys the in your house since they're the judgment day? Uh, no, <laughs> that's the NXT pay-per-view, Johnny. We're gonna that's call- right. That's right. I'm sorry. We're I'm sorry. You're right. Great, we're going to call them great balls of fire. So if great balls of fire <laughs> versus the judgment. All right. Enough of your walkiness. You're getting me off track here. Hey, Ryan, have you ever seen Top Gun Maverick? Fuck no. Come on. <laughs> See what we've done here. I know. Because they've seen great balls of fire. I've no, I know you. You just want to talk movies that I've never seen. This is, no, this and you can also you can listen to my full ridiculous two hour long review of Top Gun Maverick on the on the North South Connection podcast network. By the way, All right, that's a cheap plug. But anyways, yep. anyways, so let me just get something real. Let's talk wrestling real quick. We're in June. Just Twenty years ago, John Cena de- debuted in June. So spoiler, John Cena is going to be back this month. Okay. No, is he really? Yeah, I don't really think that's much of a spoiler, but here it is. Now, oh, that's ex- that's exciting. It really is, though, right? But anyways, does Edge finish AJ Styles off at this pay-per-view? And then maybe Finn and AJ win this match. Edge goes to fi- Edge and the 
Judgment Day take a step back. Edge and AJ's go after the Usos at Money in the Bank or SummerSlam. That's that's a that's a super fun match. You All mean right? Finn, and, Finn and AJ go against the Usos? Yeah, Finn and yeah, AJ I, versus the Whatever I said. Finn and no. AJ versus the Usos at Money in the Bank at SummerSlam. And then we have Edge in the Judgment Day. They lost. What are they going to do? They fucking kill John Cena when he debuts. And then at SummerSlam, we get – or Money in the Bank even. Probably SummerSlam now that it's in the stadium. We get Edge versus John Cena. What say you, Johnny? I say I'm all for it, but just not Edge. It needs to be someone that will benefit from it. and It needs to be someone that can bump for him and someone that he will bump for to put over to make it look better. Ah, Edge is a fucking good wrestler. Chill out. Anyways, he, he but, is, but but Edge, why waste the opportunity? What? Cena just what? can't come back and just funnel guys out. Cena just can't come back and lose every match. He can come in and beat Edge. You know? I I understand that, but like you, this is a resource you only have available now. It's like if some celebrity says the name of your drink on during the Super Bowl. The next day, you're probably out there telling people about it. If you have Cena, it's one chance to capitalize on something. Do something. Or, all right, maybe, all right, then if it's not John Cena, what about these Bray Wyatt rumors? Does oh, Bray boy. It, in the Judgment Day, does Bray Wyatt fit into the Hell in the Cell with Cody and Rollins? Does, where does Bray, Bray Wyatt tweeted something this week saying, I'm back, or I'm coming back, or I, He's cryptic. He's weird. Whatever. But anyways, it could it be another wrestling promotion? Could it be this pay per view with no buzz? Could it be the WWE in general? Or could it be just his movie coming up? And that's really what he's doing his buzz for. <laughs> what is it with Bray Wyatt? I'll eat my shoe if it has anything to do with Vince McMahon or any of the uh, his financial holdings. I I, I don't think that it's um. I don't want to say that he's not welcome in the WWE because I'm not saying he's like a bad dude or anything like that. I just think that it's like, eh, you know, we did that. Uh, unless it, they fired him specifically to bring him back at a much lower amount. I mean, I don't, I don't know. I just, I don't think they see any, uh, any, any money there or they would have used it already. Um, at, at, who doesn't always come back? Well, <laughs> you know what I mean, everyone always comes back. Like I assume that he'll be back. At some point, uh, within whatever, but you made a good point with the money. You know, he, he was a big money maker for them when they were cutting salary, and maybe he wasn't living up to that money. And now he's agreed to come back at a lower, lower guarantee, downside guarantee. Maybe, maybe we'll see about that. But I don't know. I could see him fitting in against this Edge group. He could be the next opponent for Edge, um, or I can kind of see him lingering around this Hell in a Cell Cody match. So. I don't know. I think I think we just I just want to put him on the radar and see what you thought. Uh, you know, he he reeks of AEW. I, I mean, uh, and that you know, I know I was nice to, and kind to AEW early, but they'll take anybody. They'll take anybody's garbage or leftovers. And I'm not saying that he's he's a human. He's not garbage and leftovers. But what I am saying is that they will take any professional wrestler that has any of the Vince McMahon stink on it, and they will use them. Uh, for three weeks, and then they will, you know, be on the YouTube show. So Bray Wyatt coming to Dark Elevation, there you. All right, that's we'll right. I, Subscri I, subscribe I, and like to the Bray Wyatt channel. I saw, uh, I saw his name out there. And I figured I float it. No, right, I just, boys. yeah, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what SmackDown adds. Maybe they add the the Usos versus Shinsuke and Riddle. I wouldn't. I'd be surprised. Riddle is so featured. Us uh, featured so well on TV. I'd be really surprised if he's not on this pay per view. So I anticipate that match being added. I would anticipate maybe a Madcap Baron Corbin match. Like I said, Hell in the Cell maybe that would be a pretty weak Hell in the Cell match. But I don't know. They've done weirder things. Baron Corbin also. Baron Corbin's also going out on maternity leave any day now because his wife's due. So that's something to keep an eye out for too. And then um, Intercontinental Champion Ricochet, I doubt it. <laughs> you know, Ronda, Jesus, Dolph maybe, Ziggler. Maybe Ronda, but I doubt it. Maybe Ronda, fuck, I don't know. Maybe Ronda 
versus Raquel, maybe Ronda Raquel or maybe Ronda and Raquel. I don't know. Something weird might happen there. We'll see. But uh, I don't know, Johnny. This pay-per-view does not look fantastic on, pa- on paper, right? But no. That, but neither did Backlash, and that was an absolute home run. So I'm optimistic that this match is, that this card will deliver because when the backs are against the wall, the expectations are so low. It usually always is within the WWE. So we'll see, Johnny. But anyways, Johnny, yeah. what are you going on in your neck of the woods? Oh, geez. Well, I'm up to all kinds of no good, Ryan. So recently, uh, you know, we had some some changes, Kerflunkel, over at North South. And uh, I'm pleased and happy to say that, you know, we're still bringing the multiverse of fabulous net at you as frequently as possible on rotating Sundays. But, Ryan, as you can tell, because I have such a hard time waiting for someone else uh, to give me or to wait for my turn to speak. uh, You know, we started running some stuff over on the Aqua Cave. Uh, you know, WCW Must Die had a couple of unreleased episodes, so I started up a feed to just kind of get that out into the world and, you know, ended up doing a show about the uh, first six episodes of SmackDown. We've got some recaps of Sunday Night Heat coming your way, and we're also doing some uh, pop culture release reviews for stuff like Star Wars and, you know, Marvel shit. So it's a lot of fun. What kind of uh, what year is Sunday Night Heat, Johnny? So the show is called Kingfish, and it's a Shane McMahon audio journey. Now, I say that jokingly, but it's it's literally I'm going to be doing heat until Shane McMahon stops commentating because we're reliving the end of the 90s through the Shane McMahon lens. It's a hell of a lot of fun uh, to take a look at these old crowds. It, they make me actually feel better about the modern day, if that if that's a hook for you, because some of these signs that I see and some of these audience members are just rabid and insane. It makes me feel like the world might be safer now, if you believe it or not. <laughs> a lot less signs, that's for sure. Yeah. Oh, God. Uh, all, all sorts of like just flat out crazy shit, too. Like Triple H has AIDS. And it's like, Jesus. <laughs> like, I mean, you know, it was the end. Of, it was the late 90s. But at the same time, like just spread like Triple H is a prick or something. You know, I don't know. It's weird. It's a weird cultural time. Well, AIDS was over in the late 90s. So what do you expect? It, it, it really was. South Park was all over it. And so was that movie, Philadelphia. So <laughs> it sold tickets. What are you going to do? All right. So if you want Johnny and his multiverse of wonkiness there, you, that's where you find it every other week, every other Sunday on the North South. And then what was it? The Aqua Cave? The Aqua Cave. Aqua Cave is just one word. It's like the Bat Cave, but wetter and damper and like. I don't think you have to explain it. We get it. But anyways, where can they find the Aqua Cave on Twitter, Johnny? Uh, It's, uh, you know, I'm on Twitter at the Johnny C, which is J-O-N-N-I-E-S-E-A. And, uh, you know, look, uh, Aqua Cave is available, you know, Apple, Podbean, all the all the usual suspects. All right. Uh, well, I'm glad you spelled your name out because only assholes spell their name like that. So anyways, J-O-N-N-I-E-S-E-A, Johnny C. You call him Grandpappy C an asshole? Yeah, he probably was. I don't know. <laughs> Who that guy ever beat? Like, like Darth Vader. Who'd that guy ever beat? Sasha Banks is a goddamn Star Wars character. I said, not what he All beat. Right, Ryan. What did he beat? <laughs> All right, oh, Johnny. Jesus. All right, Johnny. Thank you, pal. Hey, absolutely. Anytime, my man. I'll see you at Hell in a Cell. I'll see you in Hell.